Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I have two guests. One is a returning guest, Dave Robertson. He was last on the show in June of 2019, a little over a year ago. So a lot has changed since then. Uh, no Dave kidding. Is- Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We'll get into that for sure. Uh, Dave is the CEO of Kakuza Associates, a business advisory firm that solely focuses on the finance and accounting needs of cannabis companies. Its rapid assessment evaluates cannabis companies' finance readiness and agility. And recently, the online tool helped launch one mobile dispensary's revenue growth, which doubled during the pandemic. Kakuza is a word that means growth and potential in Swahili, which captures how the firm propels clients ahead and guides them to greatness. I love the uh, foreign language learning opportunity in in the business name also. (laughs) Thanks, Bethany. It's a real pleasure to join you today, and uh, I look forward to the conversation. Great. Uh, And you also suggested we bring one of your clients on, Javier Hernandez from the company Humble Root. Humberroot offers same-day cannabis delivery throughout the greater Sacramento area and beyond. They established in 2015 to break the stereotypes of the marijuana industry. They believe medication can be delivered in a responsible and respectful fashion that could be recognized locally and nationwide. They also laid the foundation and generated a pathway for future delivery services by co-creating the California Cannabis Courier Association and advocating for legislation there. We still don't have delivery here in the state of Colorado. We're working on it, I believe, next year. Uh, So that's great that it's happening in California. Welcome to the show, Javier. Thank you, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited uh, to see what we can talk about today. Absolutely. Well, let's start real quick by getting to know you both. Uh, a little a little background and experience. Uh, Dave, you first. What did you do before helping cannabis companies? Yeah, so I was a, a tech guy most of my career. Um, worked in various technology companies along the way and, and still involved in technology. And cannabis for me was uh, an opportunity to take a, a product that uh, has never been treated correctly in the marketplace, if you will, um, in terms of its uh, legal status and the banking laws behind it and all the challenges facing it, and see if we couldn't find a way to help an industry succeed by using the skills from one industry and bringing them into another industry. That was kind of my thesis to get involved. And that's been wonderful. I mean, I'm I'm finding it's it's like 
working with an early tech startup, uh, some of the cannabis companies we work with, because they're they're young and not age sometimes, but young in terms of the, the age of the company, and they're willing to, to listen and learn and grow. And uh, I'm finding the, the lessons for business really apply in the cannabis world as well as the tech world. And there, there's nuances and there's differences, certainly. <clears throat> and the other thing I love is the people. Um, you know, I, I met Javier and, and his team, I guess, probably close to a year ago, Javier, if I had to guess. And I just loved them and, and what they were doing and how they were trying to do it. And I uh, got pretty passionate about helping them and working with them in their business. <clears throat> and that's the kind of relationships that I really like is where we can make a difference um, and, and take one domain and help it in another domain. So um, that's, that's how I got started. And I, uh, I love the engagement we have with the industry and, and with the uh, clients we work with. Absolutely. I'm sure it keeps you on your toes. It's it's like technology as well as agriculture, as well as mm-hmm. healthcare and everything That's in right. between. That's right. So many moving parts to the cannabis industry. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But that's what makes it fun. You know, technology moves rapidly. Cannabis moves in some ways even more rapidly. So um, that I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we are a young industry. NCIA as the industry association is in its 10th year of existence. That's not very long for for an industry. Uh, so Javier, your company was founded about five years ago. What did you do before starting your company? Were you in cannabis before that or, or what did you do? So I've been in the cannabis industry for over 10 years at this point. So really it's been my entire adult life. I'm, I'm only 31 now, so I'm a little bit younger. Uh, prior to that, I uh, was working in, in the cannabis industry and other delivery companies. And this is, you know, way before the time of legalization and licensing and whatnot. So it was much more in the medical market. And um, prior to that, I kind of grew up working with my dad in his small business, which was a construction business. And that kind of helped me lay the groundwork to, to want to pursue something on my own rather than working for someone. Um, he just kind of showed me that my potential is more uncapped when I'm, I'm leading myself rather than working for someone else. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I like the construction industry. It's very project management heavy. Uh, it's very organized and methodical. Things have to happen in a certain order. My brain really likes that kind of stuff. Yeah. So how did you come to decide to start your own company, uh, Humble Root? Well, it really just started with cannabis in general. I grew up as a child being taught that cannabis bad just because it was illegal without much more explanation beyond that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until uh, after I came of age of 19 that I tried it for the first time. And after that, I was focused on breaking the stigma. I had experienced such a positive change in my life with it. And I wanted others to be able to experience that as well. Uh, cannabis definitely helped me com- uh, become much more compassionate and thoughtful, not only to others, but to myself. Um, at the age of 21 is when I got my first job working at a cannabis delivery company. And this was, you know, like I said before, the time of legalization, so everything was very secretive and there was like a lot of loopholes that they were trying to jump around. And the whole time I just kept thinking to myself, there has to be a better way to do this. There has to be something more efficient. And um, after a couple of years of, of working there, uh, me and my current partners actually founded Humble Root with just $300 each in a 10 by 10 room in a friend's house. Wow. Yeah. We are the startup entrepreneurial industry and things that happen in garages and basements turn into much bigger, more sophisticated companies in a short amount of time in our industry. Awesome. That's really great to hear. 
so in the last couple minutes here, let's kind of get caught up to speed on where everyone's at this year. Uh, Dave, as I mentioned before, a lot has happened in the world and in the industry since you were last on the show in June of 2019. Wow, what a different world. What's, yeah, it uh, really is. What's new? What's going on? What's different? Well, you know, Bethany, it's interesting. I, I find it's actually different than not. Um, the differences are people are thinking about things differently now in terms of risk and the market and, and what's happening and so on. But we're actually adding more uh, clients this year than we did last year. So that's kind of an interesting development. And I think people are realizing two things have happened. One is remote work is very much more acceptable today. Oh, yeah. I'm and okay with that. Yeah, me too. And totally so, okay with it. But clients that would not have wanted to work with us before because we weren't local to them, right, uh, have now said, hey, that's okay. You know, we're used to remote work and you know, we're fine for you to work with us remotely. And so that's that's been nice, actually. It's helped us, I think, more than hurt us. And the other thing is we've we've become more focused in who we try to help. So we've decided we're better served focusing on companies like Humble Root who are growing. Uh, they have, you know, we're, they're typically um, smaller and, and just and not in terms of uh, capability, but just they're, you know, they haven't grown as much yet just because they haven't been in business long enough yet, for example, right? Um, we've got one client that hasn't even started business yet, but we're helping them get set up the right way to start as an example. We nice. wouldn't have done that a year ago. So the market is still good. We're still finding new companies coming into the market. We're finding them willing to work with companies like our own. And uh, actually, COVID has not really had much of a negative impact to us, I'm, I'm happy to say, because um, mm -hmm. I know there's plenty of other businesses that have had very uh, severe impacts. And, you know, I, I feel for those folks. I, I truly do. But mm -hmm. um, we've managed to... to I won't say thrive, but I've, we've managed to do okay um, with all the changes that have happened. Right. Well, I'm sure these this is giving a lot of companies an opportunity to kind of go back and look at their processes. Mm -hmm. and, and That's right. So, you know, slow down, take a deep breath, check under the hood, that type of thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, Javier, in the last minute here before we take our next commercial break, uh, would you like to get us up to speed with, with your company and what you're up to? I know you serve the Sacramento area as well as some, some areas around that as well. What's, what's going on with Humble Root? Yeah, so Humble Root is, we're getting ready to pivot here into, uh, we were looking to expand into the South Bay area. And uh, we're also getting ready to go for a storefront license here in Sacramento as the, the city's opening up additional five licenses after 12 years. And oh, that's exciting. Five whole, yeah. five whole licenses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and it, it is exciting. There's been about 30 existing licenses for 20 years, and they've held, you know, the power here in Sacramento for quite some time. Um, so we're ready to jump in. And being a, a social equity licensee here in Sacramento, we're getting priority um, over other companies, which is really exciting for us. And uh, we're hoping that by the time that this all starts to come together, COVID will start to subside and the brick and mortar model will pick back up. Heard, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think we're all looking forward to getting on top of this pandemic that has totally disrupted all of our lives in so many ways. All right, let's take our first commercial break and then we'll be right back to dive into a conversation with both Dave and Javier 
about what's what's going on with dealing with the pandemic in our industry. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. It's time to Hemp Present. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, with NCIA, the National Cannabis Industry Association. Uh, Dave, let's let's start by talking about some of the challenges you've seen your clients face sure. in these last few months during COVID-19 restrictions. We've heard about some of the changes that were being made, like more curbside pickup, uh, an increase in online pre-orders for dispensary customers. I have absolutely mm-hmm. been taking advantage of that. I just, you know, at this point, I know what I want. So I can just order it, go. It's pretty much ready for me. I'm in and out really quick. What else have you been seeing changes in methods to how companies are doing business? Yeah, I, I think one thing we've seen, and I, you, you kind of alluded to it earlier before the commercial, is I think people are, are backing up a little bit and saying, how can we do things differently? We have a grower that we've been working with in your state, um, and they have, we've had some really good, deep conversations with them about their business, and they've, they've hit a pause a little bit and said, you know, let's look at how much capital we have. Let's look at how we distribute. Let's look at our product. Let's, you know, they're looking at a lot of variables right now. 
And I think before COVID, they were just running, right? They just kept running and running and growing as fast, selling as fast, everything they could grow. And they did. They never had a problem selling out their production. But um, they've, they've looked at things, as you said before the commercial, I think that's we're starting to see that. And then I'll, I'll use Humble Root and I'll let Javier talk more about this than me. But, you know, they've looked at this as a chance because they do deliveries. How do we improve our customer service from where we were? Right. So they're, they already had a delivery business. They didn't have to start it, but they've said, hey, what can we do? And, and again, I won't speak for you, Javier. You have plenty to talk about, but that's why I wanted them on the call today because I think they are a great example of a company that's made a, a good pivot during a difficult time to strengthen their business. And that, that's what I'm seeing people try to do. And then the other piece is new entrance into the market. We've got two or three customers that are clients that are new to the market and they feel like now's a good time to start, which is interesting to me. You know, usually times like this, you're like, hmm, do we really want to start a new business? And their attitude is, let's get going. There's no reason not to. Um, the, the, you know, it's an open playing field. Let's go for it. And so I, I, again, I may be more bullish than some people might be Bethany on this, but I, um, I, I, I see positives uh, coming. I know people that have retail walk-in dispensaries. I don't have any of those clients right now. I know they have struggled more. I, I will acknowledge that, but they seem to be coming back now and things seem to have hit more of an equilibrium on social distancing and masks and all the things that we need to do to, to shop retail. That seems to have resolved itself now and come to a new state of equilibrium. Maybe not perfect, but um, you know, somewhat back to where things were before is my impression. Yeah, absolutely. I can appreciate some optimism during these times for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the lines out the dispensary are just a little bit longer around the block now as people social right. distance. But mm -hmm. I mean, being deemed an essential business almost everywhere, but Massachusetts, I'm looking at you, um, that, that was incredible. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So Javier, to dive more deeply into that, I know, as Dave said, you worked directly with their company to pivot your business and you were even working with them before the pandemic hit. Can you kind of tell me more about that? Yeah. Uh, so Dave and his team came in at a very tumultuous time in our company. Our former CFO had left our finance department in a mess. Um, they came in just before COVID to help us transition into a clean slate so we could organize our company's financials. Um, before this, like Dave said, we were kind of just growing and growing and growing without really knowing exactly what we're growing into. <laughs> uh, we didn't have anything to measure what we were doing or properly set KPIs or properly set goals. So they came in and laid the groundwork to put us in the right spot at, to be there at the right time, which is when COVID hit. Um, they helped us clean up our processes, our procedures, and implement some price adjustments that were much needed to make us go from a struggling break-even company, you know, to a profitable one. Without Kakuza, we'd still be trying to figure out where all the money was going and where it should be going. Um, when COVID hit, we did see a huge uptick in business once the lockdown orders went into place. And uh, COVID really tested our ability to scale. Um, we nearly doubled the amount of deliveries we're fulfilling in a day, uh, but we only oh, wow. increased our, our staff slightly. Um, and I definitely attribute this to our technology partners, which helped us handle the increased business with minimal increases in staff. And uh, in order to scale, you know, it's it's the technology that needs to keep up with you. And without moving your business into a better routing or tracking software, we, we would have been left in the dust and able to manage the increase that came up without 
you know, causing tons of mistakes with customers, which always loses people permanently. Um, what Kakuza definitely taught me is that if you're not prepared to scale, you're you're not going to be you're, you're going to be acting reactive rather than proactive, and that's not where you want to be. Um, and if we weren't already a delivery business, we would be pivoting there. But one of the most important pivots that we did do is our marketing strategy, where we used to be very focused on live events and uh, competing, you know, for the brick and mortar landscape, at least like on maps and stuff like that. And once this happened, we went completely online and just focus on, you know, new avenues such as email marketing, SMS marketing, and uh, some Google ad stuff. And a lot of things that weren't really available to the cannabis market just like a year or two ago that has become available recently. Got it. Yeah. Interesting times to adopt new technology. Um, it's it's great when technology actually does help. That was kind of the goal of mm-hmm. technology and the internet for it to actually improve our lives. And, you know, in some cases, I think the funny part is when we're actually struggling more with technology. So to find something that works for you and actually allows you to scale, like you said, and only slightly increase your labor costs is a totally ideal use of technology. So that's that's great that you all were able to collaborate and find a solution there. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, we are we're six or so months into this pandemic. It what in fact at the time of this recording, I think it is exactly six months since I locked into my house. <laughs> um, and and we all hope for vaccines and just solutions in general. So and and for the economy and social life to return, we're all we're all suffering in lots of ways financially and mentally and emotionally. Um, so it's it's gonna be like this for a little while, I think. What do we do in the meantime, let's say for the next six months to a year to get us through uh, you know, the next till summer 2021, I don't know, maybe beyond, but what are your thoughts about that, Dave? Yeah, I think what people need to just look at, start with look at how, how they get their revenue, how, where it comes from. There's kind of two sides of it to me. One is the outbound side. And again, Javier can talk about this from his perspective, but make sure you get really close to where your customers are and what they need, right? And is it easy access? Is it a a big selection? Is it price? You know, what are the drivers of the business that you have? And then how can you enhance those, right? How can you provide even more value to your clients? And that's what, you know, with Kakuza, we focus on that. How can we add more value um, to the clients we serve? Is it meet with them more often? Is it introduce them to some other players in the market? You know, we in, in fact, you know, we've done that with um, some of our clients where we put two people, two companies together and said, hey, you guys have similar issues. Why don't you talk to each other and see what you can learn from each other? And we'll just step back and, and let you talk. Uh, we've That's done smart. that uh, a couple of times. So, you know, find out who, what el- what other people are doing. I find people in this industry are very willing to be open about what works and what doesn't work, right? So don't feel like you have to have all the answers. But again, focus on what it is the market you're serving needs and then enhance that. So that's on the one hand. And then on the other hand, I find the people in your business are just so important right now and they're all struggling. We, we had, we did a, a uh, webinar yesterday and we asked, we had all our employees on this webinar and we asked them, you know, how happy they were right now. 
And only about half of them said they were happy. It was really interesting. It was a very interesting insight to me. And, the, you know, we've had the fires here, and I know you've got the smoke over in Colorado from our fires. I understand it's all the way over to the East Coast right now. Um, but we've had COVID, we've had fires, we've had, you know, a lot of challenges over the last, uh, certainly the last month. But how are we making sure that our teams are healthy physically and healthy emotionally? And what do we need to do to help make that happen? And I think that's, and particularly when a lot of them are remote too, right? That makes it even more challenging because you can't, you know, physically uh, see them or, or, or see, I mean, we see them on Zoom all the time. It's not quite the same, but I think, you know, making sure your team is healthy, has the support they need, and uh, understands where you are. That's the other thing I found has been really important is make it, so I meet with my company once a month and I tell them exactly where we are and what's going on so they know. And I, th I think that helps too. So I, again, that's maybe a little too long an answer, but focus on your clients and focus on your people and make sure you're doing the right thing by both in summary. Yeah, absolutely. You touched on a couple things I wanted to mention before we take commercial break. Um, yes, the collaboration in the cannabis industry is truly more of a community than perhaps mm -hmm. other, other cutthroat industries. And I know NCIA provides lots of opportunities for our members. We used to have those awesome in-person networking events, and now we've taken them all digital. So the cyber caucuses are happening throughout the second half of September, and then our cannabis business Summit Cyber is now in November, the 10th through 12th. And these are all opportunities to connect. In addition, we've got these committees. We have member-driven committees who literally take these industry-specific topics like banking or marketing and do a deep dive and collaborate with each other and create best practices and solve problems together. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the new NCIA member, NCIA Connect. It is a forum that you can log into if you haven't used it yet as an NCIA member, get in there and interact with your other NCIA members. It's going to help us get through these next few months here. All right, let's take our last commercial break and then we'll come back and chat more about some bigger picture issues. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Dazed and Infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to 
tending me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hey, Pink. The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The, the Green, Green Peak, Peak with Richard Zwicky. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we've been talking with Dave Robertson from Kakuza and Javier Hernandez from Humble Root. Uh, let's let's go into some bigger picture stuff about maybe lessons learned, um, things we've picked up over the last few months. We are learning a lot, and I appreciate you saying checking in with your team about their mental and emotional well-being. The NCIA team is doing that too and some monthly staff meetings doing some exercises to really connect with each other uh, while we're stressed and and working remotely. And I I think it's really valuable to remember your human resources. They are human. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We are human, true. So in addition to that, I just wonder if, if either of you have any kind of big picture lessons that you've learned or revelations um, uh, about our values and priorities during this time. Um, Javier, would would you like to share anything about, you know, lessons learned and takeaways during this time? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think what we've seen a lot here is, uh, you know, our customers and our, our members are creatures of habit. And Although we're we're getting towards the end of COVID here, I think a lot of the the habits that we have picked up are going to stick around. Um, so it's important to continue to strengthen your processes and and procedures that you that we've developed during COVID because I don't think that the everyone's going to change back and just go right back to normal right after this. So this includes doing things like contactless delivery, getting payment processing going on, so that way people feel more comfortable. Um, and it's another way to really remain close to your customer base you want to know you want to have a good relationship with them a close relationship with them so you know what it is that they want and what they need from their from their retailers and one of the ways to do this is you know like i said new marketing methods that weren't available before you don't have a storefront for people to walk into and our our uh, drivers aren't spending as much face time with the with the customers anymore so we have to find a new way to connect with them and a lot of it has just been sending like personalized emails and text messages and stuff like that to our customers mm-hmm. and i think that's just very important you know to the to remain that feeling of closeness during this time when we're all supposed to be separate. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, my my predictions are that the 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 circle of sharing a joint or vape pen is probably not a good idea. Also, maybe we should rethink that that little <laughs> mm-hmm. piece of etiquette. Um, Dave, did you have any quick insights about lessons learned? Yeah, I, I think Javier said it well. I think. Um, you know, I, I've talked about listening and communication and, t- you know, we've learned a lot as a business. One thing we've learned is we can move faster than we thought we could. And, you know, it's interesting. A lot of distractions are gone when you're working from home by Zoom. Uh, you know, you don't have commute time. A lot of things used to, that we used to do every day, we just don't have to take the time to do. So building on that momentum and building on 
the capability that we've found in people has been really cool. And, you know, again, it goes back to who, who are your customers, how you delight them and who are your people and how do you keep them engaged and happy? I think if you focus on those two things, you get a big payback. And that, that's probably been my biggest lesson through this is that payback is real and it, it makes a difference. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that insight. Um, as we're wrapping up here in the last couple of minutes, um, I mentioned earlier, but if you are an NCIA member listening to the show, please be sure to log into Connect. It is an online forum that will help you connect with other NCIA members, have discussions, solve problems, and just get more involved while you're sitting from the comfort of your home. And also be sure to register for the Cannabis Business Summit Cyber. Yep, we took it online. We're not in San Francisco at the Moscone Center this year. Boo-hoo. But we are online. So NCIA members have complimentary registration. If you're not an NCIA member, you can still get early bird pricing, but just head to CannabisBusinessSummit.com to register for the Cannabis Business Summit Cyber. It would have been our seventh annual conference. Uh, it, it is still, but it is online this year. And don't forget to check out all the other resources on NCIA's website. Uh, the Board of Directors election wraps on September 30th. If there's any more nominations, get those in by September 30th. And also, don't forget our webinar series. Great way to stay up to date on all kinds of things, hear from your peers, get federal policy updates from the NCIA team, and beyond. All right, we have just about run out of time, but I want to thank you both for being on the show and uh, where can people find out more about your company? Dave, you first, please. Yeah, very simple. You can go to our website, Kukuza, that's K-U-K-U-Z-A, associates.com. Reach us there. Uh, you can email me at droberson at kukuzaassociates.com as well. Great. And Javier, thank you for getting Humble Root involved in NCIA as a member. I hope hope you can dive into taking advantages of all those member benefits and beyond that I mentioned, including this podcast. So thanks for joining me today. Where can people find out more about Humble Root? Yeah, and thanks for having me, Bethany. Um, you could find us at humbleroot.com. Uh, that will be our storefront uh, website there. And you can just reach me directly at Javier at humbleroot.com. Awesome. Thank you both for your time today and for sharing some of your real life experiences pivoting during the COVID-19 pandemic. I, I think we're all still documenting all these lessons we're learning along the way and, and it's important to share them. So thanks again. And thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 